Today we're going to look at a passage, we're going to begin in a passage from the Gospel of John. John chapter 3, verse 18. That'll be our key passage until the end of the message when we eventually come to the passage in the book of Romans that we need to come to. We're still in Romans, but we're going to be in the third chapter of the Gospel of John. Some very familiar verses, but some very important verses. And hopefully today, we're going to help you understand them better. The Lord and me. Hopefully, the Lord will be the primary speaker uh, behind me today. So, or in front of me, around me, in me, through me, every way. So let's look at his word together, John chapter 3. Jesus is speaking here, or John is writing about Jesus, and he says, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, let's just say you're here today and you say, I don't believe in Jesus for whatever reason. That's fine, that's okay, but I want you to see what the scripture says about you. Now, when you read this scripture, I remember reading it on occasion and thinking, how is it fair for God to condemn people because they don't believe in Jesus? Did, is that why God sent Jesus to condemn people? Perhaps as you read the scripture and you think about it, you say, why is it fair anyway for Christians to say that Jesus is the only way to God? Could it not be possible that there are other faiths that lead to God and that there are other ways to God? Well, I just let you look at this scripture here, which very clearly says, if a person does not believe in Jesus, that person stands condemned. By the way, I guess I need to read it from some other translations as well so that you might see clearly what it says. From the NIV, the New International Version of the New Testament, it reads, stands condemned already. From the old American Standard Version, it reads, hath been judged already. And from the Amplified Bible, it reads, has already been convicted and has already been sentenced. In other words, that's what it says about a person who does not believe in Jesus, already convicted and already sentenced. Now, what I want us to consider today is why God sent Jesus, why people are condemned who don't believe in Jesus, exactly what the Bible means about condemnation, and how a person can escape from this condemnation. And so first, we want to start by understanding what this word condemnation means. Whoever does not believe in him is condemned already. Well, let me do so by illustrating for you uh, something that you might be familiar with. If you go back to the world of Paul's day, the Roman world of Paul's day, you know that in, in Rome still there's the remnants of what was a great Colosseum where all sorts of different things went on. But one of the things that happened there was the gladiator games. And one gladiator would face another, and they would come at each other, big, strong men 
with their swords or their shields or whatever other weapons they had. One would attack the other while at the same time defending himself against the other. And that would go on until one was wounded or, or one fell in exhaustion. And you know what happened then? The, the gladiator who seemed victorious would place himself triumphantly place one foot on the chest or on the neck of his fallen foe and look up at the emperor for the emperor's signal. And what, what signal would the emperor give? He would give either thumbs up or thumbs down. And if thumbs down, that was the, that was the signal that the emperor gave. That meant for the other guy to go ahead and finish the job with all that 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 meant. This word means the thumbs down judgment. That's what it means. Legally, it is the exact sentence of condemnation handed down after due process. It's the sentence of death or damnation. So that's what Jesus, or the Bible says here, John is saying, when he's talking about Jesus, he's saying, Whoever does not believe, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. I want you to keep that picture in your mind. Now, the second question that I want us to consider is uh, why people are condemned who don't believe in Jesus. Is that fair? Well, let me tell you that this verse may mean something very different than you think it means. Because condemnation, the kind of condemnation that the Bible is talking about here, really, ha hold on to your seats, has nothing to do with believing in Jesus or failing to believe in Jesus. Now let me explain. In fact, the condemnation, the thumbs down judgment from God that John is talking about is the stated fact of the judgment you are already under before you ever hear about Jesus. Think about this. Suppose Jesus never came. Suppose Jesus never died on the cross. Suppose a person never hears about Jesus. But let's just stick back to suppose he never came. What would be the standing judgment that a person was under before Jesus came? Well, uh, they would be condemned. In John 3.17, we'll back up in the Gospel of John. In John 3.17, the Bible expressly says, God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world. So if merely not believing in Jesus makes me condemned, then it would seem that sending Jesus is what condemned me. And I would be better off not knowing about Jesus or not hearing about Jesus. But God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, to give them a thumbs down judgment, but that the world through him might be saved. And so we've been looking at a verse, or we started in Romans chapter 5. And by the way, for those of you who are interested in how Romans is put together, Romans chapter 6 and 7, some believe is a parenthesis in between chapters 5 and chapter 8. That chapter 5 is the discussion Paul was having and then he explained himself, but chapter 8 follows logically 
after chapter 5. Here is why. In chapter 5, verse 18, Paul said, Therefore, as one trespass or one transgression or one sin led to condemnation for all men. This is the thumbs down judgment from God. So what Paul has essentially been telling us in the book of Romans is that when Adam sinned, judgment was passed on the whole human race. It happened from that moment. And all who came after Adam live under that judgment. So imagine that before Jesus came, before Jesus ever came into the world, people were living under the thumbs down judgment from God. Not only because of Adam's sin, of course, but because of their own, because of your own, because of my own. Next question. So why did God send Jesus? Well, looking at verse 17 of John chapter 3, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You see, we're moving backwards from John 3.18 to to John 3.16, and what does John 3.16 say? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. In other words, knowing that people were living under the thumb-down judgment, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Perish. What's going to happen to the gladiator who gets the thumb down he's going to perish that's his judgment and so every person is living under the thumb down judgment of God because of sin and God because of his great love not wanting anyone to perish with all that that means gave his only begotten son so otherwise the world is condemned already So I want you to understand that God is not a tyrant. God God acted with great love and careful planning. So you, you should not see the gospel as some kind of exclusive, it's our way or no way at all kind of message. In fact, the gospel is God's mission of rescue. It is the effort of a God of love attempting to save people from the thumbs down judgment that each person was under. This might help you see the gospel in an entirely different light. You see the little girls that were up here. Sweet, precious little girls. We could put a sweet, precious group of little boys up here on the other side of them. God is not out to save little boys and little girls because they are precious. He is out to save them because they are born under the sentence of judgment and damnation and their only hope is Jesus. That's why we teach people about Jesus in the church. That's why the Bible says Jesus said that we ought to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. If we look, just look at John 3.18 as an isolated verse, why go and tell them if they're going to be condemned if they don't believe? Well, the fact is, they're condemned already. They're already living and walking and breathing under the thumbs-down judgment of God. And they desperately need to hear the truth about Jesus. So, next question, who needs to hear about Jesus? According to Paul, everybody. Everybody. Because 
What happened when Adam sinned? And maybe you understand this better now, some of you who've been here. One of the things that we said is that when Adam sinned, according to Paul, all the consequences of Adam's sin became mine automatically. All of that terrible consequence, all the the dominoes began to fall and they fell my way and they fell your way. And so the problems are ours as a result of that. And if you want to see how that works out in your own life, when, when was the last time you sinned? Well, it's pretty, probably pretty close. It may have been when I started preaching from Romans and you sort of said, oh, no, Romans again. But you see, we're all sinners. We're all broken. And we all need Jesus. God knew that in advance of sending Jesus. That's why God sent Jesus. That's what the gospel is all about. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God and the salvation unto everyone who believes. You need to believe. In Jesus. So how does a person escape this condemnation? Well, over the past weeks, we've looked at one story over and over, maybe too much for you, and that's the story of the thief on the cross. For those of you who might not know what I'm talking about, when Jesus died on the cross, he was in the cross in the center. The Bible makes that very plain. And on either side of him were two criminals. They were being crucified, sentenced to death because They were thieves. And so what we find in that story is this same word that we've been talking about this morning, this word condemnation. Now let me me explain something to you about these thieves. They represent, they were real people, but they represent you and me. Because when you look at those, when you think about the thieves on the cross that we know came to believe in Jesus and was saved there on the cross. We think that he was somehow better than this other guy. No, they were, they were both sinners. They were equally wicked sinners. They were guilty of the same crimes. I want you to think about that. And they shared a common judgment. They likely, perhaps you've seen uh, the movie, The Passion of the Christ. I love that movie. I, I like to just see still photos from it. You might remember Pilate on the judgment seat uh, giving thumbs down judgment. Maybe he gave thumbs down judgment for uh, the thieves. He gave thumbs down judgment for Jesus, whether he ever turned his thumb down in real life or not. He condemned him to the cross. He condemned him. Same thing he did at a gladiator game. He's got to die. But the thumbs down judgment of God hung over the head of these criminals. More than the, more than that, they were not only dying for their crimes, they understood that. They understood they were guilty. But in the story, as you know, they, one of them begins to cast insults at Jesus. And then the other one begins to cast insults at Jesus. Why would they want to insult Jesus? Both of them together. There they are, all three dying, and, and they're insulting Jesus from both sides. And, and suddenly one of them comes to his senses. And he says something, he says to the other one, he said, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? He said, you're under the thumbs down judgment, but this thief on the right, if that's where he was, realized 
He was under more than the legal process of man. He was under the thumbs down judgment of God. But listen to me. I want you to think about something. He was condemned before he ever stole a thing. He was condemned as a little boy walking the streets of Jerusalem. He was condemned as a young father before he ever stole anything, trying to raise a family. Maybe he stole because he was trying to take care of his family. But he was condemned. He was condemned already. He was condemned before he ever came to that cross. And he would die condemned by God on that cross. But he realized, if I'm going to ever get out of this situation, I'm never getting off this cross. I'm going to die on this cross. But I understand, I have this sense that something worse is about to happen to me. I'm under the thumbs down judgment from God and I need to be rescued. I need to be saved. And he realizes in that moment that Jesus was the only one who could. And what did he say? He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Now look at Romans chapter 8, verse 1. We finally come to the book of Romans where we need to be. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In fact, Jesus could say to this man, because he was dying on the cross for him, that in that moment, you still are under the judgment of man, but as far as being under the judgment of God, you are condemned no more. In the Greek, when you're reading a sentence in Greek, the most important word in the sentence is the first word. You know what the first word is here? No, nada, none. No condemnation. No, not now. Condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the person who puts their faith in Jesus. Not condemned. No judgment. It's gone. It's over. He doesn't say this might be true. He says it's definitely true. And by the way, we also need to look at Romans chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. All the law could ever do was turn its thumbs down on you. You ever read the Bible and felt like it's just condemning you? That, well, it's supposed to be that way in a way. You're supposed to feel your own sinfulness. God wants you. And if you're feeling that today, it's because you're supposed to. But the law, all it could do is say, you can't keep me. And because you can't keep me, because you can't obey your parents, because you can't keep your hands off other people's stuff, because you can't quit coveting and wanting somebody else's ox or their wife or their tractor or whatever. You are under the thumbs down judgment of God. That's all it could ever do. Couldn't save you. Couldn't deliver you. Romans 8 verse 3. For God has done what the law weakened by flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and far sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those in Christ, there is now no condemnation. God has decreed that. Now, think with me. There 
on the cross, on either side of Jesus hung two men who were condemned already, condemned by the legal system, condemned to die, but before they ever came to the cross, before they ever stole a thing, before they ever broke man's law, under God's law, both of them were condemned already. And that's how one of them entered into eternity. But one of them, because he looked to Jesus, realizing that he could rescue him, he could save him, he could help him, he reached out in faith to Jesus and said, Lord, remember me, help me, save me. All of that was included in his cry. And Jesus said, today, this day, before the sun goes down, because the day ended when the sun went down, this day, today, you will be with me in paradise. You are condemned no more. Let me ask you about your own personal standing with God. What would God say about you? What's the Bible say about you? More important, this morning as you listen, what does your heart say about you as you listen? What would you like your standing with God to be? Condemned or condemned no more? Let's pray.